Welcome to Frontline Magic Podcast. Suzanne Axelsson here, and I am your host for this podcast, brought to you by Frontline Magic in partnership with Ask Nicely. Ask Nicely is your number one frontline success platform with everything your frontline teams need to delight every customer every time. If you want to get the latest insights from the Frontline Magic community, make sure to sign up for our latest newsletter at frontlinemagic.org. In this episode, we are talking to Jill Raff. She is a global recognized EX to CX expert amongst the top 150 global customer experience thought leaders and influencers. She helps organizations create new systems and procedures to develop a connection culture, which exhibits the core value resulting in higher retention and greater productivity for collaborative teams to make every customer experience awesome. I'm really pleased to have you here on the podcast. Thank you. Me too. And can you maybe start with doing a bit of an introduction about yourself and the background you have? Absolutely. Gosh, I'm a Georgia girl. I grew up in in Georgia and really feel so fortunate that the work that I do today, what really drives me and lights me up comes from my childhood because my parents and grandparents actually opened their very first McDonald's way back four years in the inception of the corporation. And it was store number 150. And so I literally grew up in that franchise at a time when it was not the McDonald's that we all know today. And it was growing. It was a big risk for my parents. And I was able to really be a part of both working every time, every day and going in and seeing my dad interact and engage with his employees and hear their feedback and to really understand at a time when a franchise like that grew, was growing and how it became the number one hamburger global franchise, because I was able to experience that culture that was happening at a very early point. And it really emphasized to me, and I think set my foundation that as I continued to do other things in my life, that the people was the main part. And I experienced that from right from the beginning. And so I think that's what had the most impact on who I am today with my background of growing up in that franchise. Amazing. And you call yourself an EX to CX expert. What does that actually mean? (laughs) So EX means employee experience. And CX means customer experience. I'm an EX to CX expert because I do believe it starts with the employee experience. In order to deliver a great customer experience, you cannot ignore your employees, your staff. You need to make sure you're delivering a great employee experience first in order to achieve that great customer experience. So that's my differentiator. That's my angle to customer experience, again, coming from my foundation, along with other careers that I've had across multiple industries, across multiple countries, is really understanding that it's from employee experience to customer experience. Great. On a daily basis, when you helping customers or big companies, what does that look like? Oh, it means really making sure that from the very beginning, they are of the mindset that they understand it starts from the inside. My background 
gave me the tools and the knowledge to create my proprietary process when I'm working with clients called the inside out framework, because I do believe it starts with the inside. And so I always work with the leaders of these companies to really establish being super clear on their core values, vision, and mission, especially now after the pandemic, many people probably have not gone back to reassess that. And that's crucial that they look because we're in a different environment, work environment today. The customers are different. The employees are different. So it's starting there and then really creating and helping them create a system that's custom to them, but still based on that inside out framework because they have to understand that it does start with them at the top. It starts in the inside. And so it's helping them work within their current system and looking at where are the gaps? Where are the missing points? And then we go in and address that. I think I heard you saying somewhere that you work with transforming transaction to interaction. What does that mean? Yes. So that's my, one of my mottos, transforming transactions into interactions. I believe that every business, regardless of what product service you're selling, you're not in the business of selling that item right? Your lawyers are not in the business necessarily of helping, just helping them understand the law. If someone is selling a software product, it's not about selling the software. It's about relationships. And so when you transform a transaction, which is a a clear, unemotional exchange of money for services, then that's a transaction. There's no human element involved. You can do that when you go to get money out of a bank. They ask you when you're finished, would you like another transaction? Because that's all it is. You've communicated with the computer. But an interaction is an engagement and a curiosity about the other person. And it's a true human to human connection that happens. And I believe that is the core to great employee and customer experience. And that's to transform what otherwise would be a cold transaction into an interaction in order to create those relationships. Talking about habits, do you have any habits that you have created in your life that you follow? Consistently is the hard part, right? (laughs) We're all human. (laughs) Really a challenge, especially when you're raising kids. But I was reading a Harvard Business Review article And I've started this recently and I'm going to follow it. It's really great. And so far it's really been effective and helpful. And that is to start every single morning before you do anything else and answer these three questions or not questions, but make these three statements. Today, I will focus on fill in the blank. Today, I am grateful for, and today I will let go of, and I find that last one particularly sometimes challenging, but probably just probably one of the most important ones, uh, right? Just learning to let go so that we can move on. Yeah, especially after this two years of a pandemic mm-hmm. or more than two years now. Yeah. That's some great advice. I might copy that one. <laughs> sure, absolutely. So as we navigate a world after the pandemic, what are some of the challenges that you have set organizations struggling with when it comes to the customer experience and employment experience? So right now, what we're hearing over and over from my clients, and you can read about it constantly or hear about it in the news, is the problem of staffing, problem of attracting good talent, the problem of retaining great talent, 
And due to just even the regular issues and concerns and things that are happening in our environment that is causing this to happen, I believe that it also goes beyond that, that a lot of it has to do with the lack of what I call a connection culture. And uh, in fact, in the fall, I've been hired to to give a workshop at the Mid-America Restaurant Association Conference and Expo around company culture, because fortunately, companies are realizing now and whole industries like the restaurant industry are understanding that the culture, it starts with the culture. And if you're not creating that culture, you're not going to attract, you're not going to be the employer of choice. And even if you can get people to come and be on the floor, you don't want to be a company that's doing warm body hiring. I just feel like you get people there and it's going to create chaos and you have to first go in and really establish who you are so that you're attracting people who are aligned with what your company culture is about. And then of course, there's many things along the way, but that's going to be the way that you're going to solve the problem of attraction and retention. Yeah. And I think I read somewhere that turnover rate in some cases, 150%. Mm which is equal to replacing your whole workforce every eight months. Whoa, that's a <laughs> great stat. Yes, so, I've worked with clients and they tell me triple digits and I'm like, oh my Lord, we got to do something about that. Yeah, yeah, so what's your kind of best recommendation there when you know the shortage of finding people and the turnover rate is high, especially when it comes to frontline people? What are some of the like biggest mistakes that you see company are doing or... Is there something that they easily can address to lower that rate and make it easier? I think one of the biggest problems is that they are not addressing the basic needs of their employees, that they're not looking at them as something beyond a transaction as well, that they really need to look at how do we bring them in as partners? So I believe that we need to create leaders at every single level of the organization. And in order to do that, you empower them. You create ways, again, systematically for them to express what they think, what they feel, what their experience is, especially when they're the front line with the customers, they are your greatest source of information in order to understand what you continue and what do you need to change? What are we missing? What do they want? Times are changing. How do we keep our hand on the pulse? It's through our people. But if you don't make your people feel like they are truly a part of your organization, that they are responsible for your success or your failure for that matter, if you don't let them know that you are using some of their ideas and that they really feel that they are making a difference in what's going on and really important that they're going to be trained that you are investing in their success as a human, as a person, not just to do the task that they're hired for, but a broader spectrum that things that also might be able to contribute to the work they're doing, but as a person that you're looking at them as a whole person. And when you do this and you show them that you're really invested in them as people, then you're going to see the difference. And I think a big problem is when that doesn't happen because everyone wants to feel, of course, that they're working towards something and it's purposeful, but also everyone wants to feel that there's room to grow. And this is also something that's not addressed and is a huge factor in turnover rates is that people feel like they're tapped out. There's nowhere for them to grow and progress within the company. And everybody wants to grow. It's again, against human nature. If you're not growing, 
you're stagnant, you're staying status quo. And there really truly is not even that because you can't stay there long. The opposite is you're going to start to wither and die. So you have to provide opportunities for growth within the company if you want to maintain your people. How do you think, what is the key to drive that engagement within your teams? So something I learned very on from, again, working with my dad and seeing experiences, and I've been interviewing people who have worked with him, and I keep hearing decades later, unfortunately, I lost my dad 28 years ago. So we're talking 30 plus years. And these people started when they were 17 and now they're in their late sixties or seventies. And they still tell me about liberal conversations that they had with my dad, they remember. And so I think what really makes the difference is that engagement. My dad was there hands on with them. And when he walked in, he looked them in the eyes He knew their names. He asked about their family members by name, and he really made each person there feel important and special. And that's huge. And really as a result of this is where I came up with the inside out framework, which is the foundation of that framework is what I call my E3 plus one recipe. And it basically it's that you first educate. The first thing is to educate. And you don't just train your people. It goes back to educating them, as I referenced a little bit before, that you're educating them on who you are as a company, on your core values, what you expect of them. How do you want them to talk and treat each other? What's the language? What's the vibe? What's what that? All that creates the culture. So you've got to educate them first before you train them. And if they're not aligned, then you know right away, you don't have to spend more money on investing on training them because they're not with, aligned with your company. That's going to also prevent turnover down the road. So education first. The second E is engagement. And that means shoulder to shoulder, they're doing what you expect of them. Never ask your people to do something that you yourself as a leader is not willing to do. Super important. And the third E is in, in trust. And if you've done the first two E's well and improperly, then the entrust is going to be easy. It will relieve you and give you back time as a leader to take care of other things. Because now you can trust that your staff can make independent decisions on their own based on the company's values, based on the expectations, which you've already clearly laid out and hold them accountable. And this is a big problem too, is there's a lack of accountability, especially in this market, because people just need staff on the floor and they're afraid to challenge someone, or if they don't do what they're supposed to do, they don't hold them accountable. In that case, what I find mostly is that they've not set the expectations first. And so I I have actually a training around expectations management so that you can hold your people accountable. So those are the three E's, educate, engage, and entrust. And then the plus one is in some ways, I think the most important E, it's kind of like when you cook and you have a recipe and you have the main ingredients, but there's the seasoning, the salt. If you're, if you're, if you're in the, the chef, the food world, the yeah. salt is what brings out the flavors and the rest. It's really not a salty flavor. You should never have salty flavor, but it helps bring out the rest. And so the, that last added bonus E, like the salt, is empathy. And when you add empathy into your educate, engage, and entrust, and into the culture of your company, then you are going to see 
amazing results. You're not going to have the same turnover. You're going to have incredible productivity because people now feel own, have ownership. You're, they're, of course, going to give great experiences to the end customer because they feel invested, that it's important to them, and they're happy. Yeah. So, yeah, bottom line, it's about that. Amazing. That's some great advice. If a company would like to create a better experience for the customer, what is one simple thing? You can just pick one thing they can start with from today. I would say the most important thing is to create a culture so that you're so that you can hire. The hiring is the most important thing. So you can hire aligned people that are truly engaged, interactive, they can make independent decisions. When you hire the right people, then all in all, front and back of house, front and back of office, that ultimately at the end of the day is the people that you have there working together. I think that's the key. Yeah. So that's more from like a leadership perspective. But if someone from, say, the front line wants to create a better customer experience, what is one thing they could do? One thing they could do. I think it starts kind of like Michael Jackson, right? It starts with the man in the mirror. It, It starts with you. It starts inside. I think leading by example is really important. I've seen it in my life. I see it over and over. Yeah, I really do you, have some, think, do you have some example from I know you have a very wide background from the restaurant, hospitality industry, and then real estate. Do you have some great example of where someone had gone on and beyond just to create that great customer experience? Or it could be a simple thing too that they've done that just made it memorable for the customer. Yeah. So most recently I was looking for an apartment. I have not been on that side. I'm also a licensed real estate agent. And so I really understand in terms of delivery of service, but it's been a really long time since I've been on the buying or the Mm -hmm. leasing side. Yeah. I was looking for something and I told the agent, like, kudos to you. Like, he was amazing from the first conversation, even on the phone, I could feel him smiling. When I first met him, he was so friendly. He was so like open and warm. His voice, he smiled. He looked at me. He called me by my name, simple little things that can be done. And then as we were touring the property to look at different things, I could tell he really was genuine because he said to me, so Jill, now that you're on the other side, what is it that I should know? You're used to always being on the other side. So is there something that you're experiencing in a different way that will help me learn and to be able to give you the better experience? So he was showing that he was not only interested in me and my desires, my goals, and what it was that I was looking for, but he clearly wanted to grow himself. And I was super impressed with that. That's amazing. And yeah, just getting instant feedback like that. What a great way. Yeah, you don't do find many people who are generally curious that way. They just do their job. Yeah. It's more transactional. Exactly. He, this is a perfect, actually perfect segue, exactly. perfect exactly. cycle. <laughs> Most are very transactional and he wasn't. He was very much, it was very much an interaction between us, which has made all the difference. Amazing. Amazing. Do you have a quote that you live by? Gosh, I have so many quotes that I love, <laughs> but I think one that I always come back to is the very classic Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you think you cannot, either way, 
you're right. It's the power of our mind and attitude that makes a real big difference in our life and what we achieve and what we don't. Amazing. Yeah, that's a great quote. So if people want to get a hold of you or reach out to you, what's the best way of contact? So you can reach out to me directly. My email is basically my name, jillraff.com. My website is also jillraff.com. I definitely look forward to speaking to anyone who wants to discuss their employee to customer experience. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jill. It was a pleasure talking to you. Oh, so great. Thank you so much, Suzanne. It's really my pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Frontline Magic Podcast with your host, Suzanne Exerson. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or email me at Suzanne at frontlinemagic.org with any feedback or thoughts that you would like to share on this episode. This podcast is brought to you by Ask Nicely. Ask Nicely is your number one frontline success platform with everything your frontline teams need to delight every customer every time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a five-star rating. Frontline Magic provides you with the tools, insights, and inspirational stories you need to deliver an awesome customer experience. Sign up for free and learn more on frontlinemagic.org. And thanks for making frontline work awesome.